tonight we sit with Steph. The Sit With Warriors podcast originated with the concept of simply that. The idea of when you sit with warriors, the conversation is different. And when someone put it to me that way, I really sat and reflected on how many incredible women, women warriors, leaders, heroines, mentors, badass women that I think would be incredibly inspiring for others to hear from. So we put forth this podcast in the hopes of sharing stories of authenticity and of inspiration. All the guests I have on the podcast will share with you real and authentic stories of love and life and laughter, of moments of transition, of moments of triumph, of those moments of aha, and perhaps some of the lowest. But they're all here to share and for us to sit together. So I ask, will you share with us and sit with us? Tonight, we sit with Steph. It's an honor to sit with a returning warrior. Steph is here with us today to share with us about some of her incredible journey over the last, well, what would you say, the last year? The last year. You know what, Jordan? This week is actually a very special week to me. It was a year ago that I realized that, you know, I need to make a change. And it was a year ago that I decided to put some tools in my tool belt, start going to therapy and really evaluate becoming sober. Yes, you did. And so how did that feel for you, that decision? You know, it was a really difficult decision to make. And looking back, that decision I originally made for the wrong reason. I made it out of guilt and shame, not realizing necessarily at the time that I had made it out of that, right? You know, I had been not my best self, not living my best life, not being truly authentic and my human was getting messy and there was these Mm. overwhelming feelings of just guilt shame like oh my god I can't believe I've done this again like I just need to stop drinking I'm a mess and so along the past year you know there's been definitely times of celebration but there's been times where I did relapse and I'm actually super grateful for the last relapse because it changed the narrative for me it was no longer I need to stop drinking to prove a point to an ex-partner. It wasn't, I need to stop drinking because it's embarrassing what I do. I need to stop drinking for my daughter. It was, no, I need to stop drinking for myself. And when I made that decision, it was just huge, the pivot that I started to make. And what an incredible realization. I, again, applaud you, my friend, because that was huge. That's an extremely mindful way of, I think, sharing with us you know, that kind of turning point for you. Mm-hmm, absolutely. How has this journey changed you as a whole into this best version of yourself? Oof. It's, I'm definitely, I'm still working. There's a lot of stuff that's coming up, of course, but instead of using coping mechanisms, you know, like alcohol. So for years I was using alcohol to cope. What started as something that was numbing my pain actually ended up bringing all my pain to the surface because I no longer could use it as a coping tool. It was like, okay, she's not coping. Let's, or she's coping rather. Let's, let's mix things up. Let's bring all the trauma to the surface. And so every time I drank, that's what was happening, right? Now I'm actually having to sit with my feelings and it's been an incredible journey. It's been painful at times, but it's also been incredibly rewarding. 
I recognized in myself that I was never really good at regulating my emotions. Um, you know, I was never really shown how. And so I get to take charge and find tools and do that for myself right now and pass it along to my daughter, which is just such an incredible gift. At my lowest point, I remember I was sitting on my bed and I was crying and I looked at her and she looked at me and she just completely shut down. And that was kind of a light bulb moment like, oh, she's mirroring me right now because I shut down when it comes to heavy emotions and whatnot. And so that kind of sparked a little, okay, let's figure out how to start regulating these emotions, dealing with them and passing along that knowledge. Without a doubt. And definitely very inspiring and motivating oh. to stay on a more authentic path mm -hmm. and do the work. Like I said, mm -hmm. what you're describing is doing the work. And then I think you're a really strong advocate for the fact that this is definitely something that takes effort. But I'm sure you're going to share with the listeners more about this journey because, again, you've shown it's so worth it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, look, we're all going to have our days. Like some days are harder than others. Some days I think to myself, oh, it would just be so easy to have a glass of wine. But instead, I'm, I'm stopping. I'm doing a brain dump in my journal. I'm thinking, okay, what's the root here? What is actually coming to the surface right now? Let's not numb it. Let's get it out. And I've had a lot of other amazing tools, you know, like weekly Reiki sessions with yourself. I joined a women's empowerment group. So weekly online sessions on Mondays. I started working with horses and I'm like petrified of horses. And it's absolutely incredible for, you know, my confidence and even just my self-worth. In October, I decided to do a yes month. So September was a very hard month for me. I had relapsed, my mental health was extremely poor and I actually ended up hospitalized. So I was in the hospital for about a week and I had just come out of a psychiatry appointment and was thinking to myself, okay, I'm ready. I'm going to stay here for another week. I'm going to start going to groups. I'm going to really take advantage of, you know, this rest period. And as soon as I got back to my room, I got a phone call from BC Children saying, you need to be down here in two days. You know, my daughter has some health stuff going on herself. And in that moment, it was, oh my gosh, like, what do I do? do you know like do I stay here like that's not an option but if I'm out of there I was really terrified I was like how am I going to keep myself from relapsing again how am I going to get a handle on my mental health like I I felt safe in the hospital right I felt like you know there's doctors here to help me there's nursing staff and all that I'm going to be out in the world by myself and I felt like you know I just barely got these tools that they're starting to hand out and all of a sudden I'm left on my own but honestly, being left on my own was the most amazing thing. So I feel like I maybe would have gotten too comfortable there and relied too heavily on what others were providing versus what I could provide for myself. Once I regulated a little bit come September, October was my yes month. I was like, you know, anything that fills my cup, brings me joy, I'm going to say yes to. So I thought about work. I'm like, does work, you know, bring me joy? No, heck no, not at all. So I was like, okay, let's go on leave. So I was off leave. What am I going to do instead? I was like, Reiki, that brings me joy. Let's do that. Sound bath, that sounds great. I'm going to do that. Yes. You know what? I've always kind of been interested in horses. I'm a little bit scared, but I feel like that could be cool. My first session, loved it. I'm like, let's do that. And just saying yes to myself for the first time in my life was so liberating, right? And so I'm just really grateful to have the opportunity to take a step back, evaluate, what brings me joy, what does not, and just be in the moment instead of 
rushing through everything day to day, right? I was rushing around the other day, maybe a week or so ago, and I stopped to myself and I'm like, why am I running? And it, it just, it kind of came back to me. It was like, girl, you've been running your entire life. You've been constantly in fight or flight. And I was kind of like, huh. So now I'm really mindful of everything just down to like the speed of what I'm walking and my awareness has grown like crazy. It's absolutely incredible. Like, you know, to have that fear of leaving the hospital thinking, am I going to be okay to see where I'm sitting at today? It's, it's amazing. Like we truly do need to do the work ourselves. And I think I kind of always knew we need to do the work, but I wasn't sure if I was necessarily ready. Like I was like, oh, well, you know, I can do this and use this healer and teacher to help me out. But then I kind of rely on that healer or teacher, right? I was noticing a pattern like very similar with my drinking. I was relying on things, but not actually doing things for myself per se. I don't know if that makes sense. No, it resonates. Absolutely. I mean, it's the idea of being given the tools, but not actually building anything with the tools themselves, right? Exactly. You were able to take the tools and now apply it to your own life. Your own toolbox is growing, but you're actually using the tools and not relying on the demonstrations of others. And that's a big, big deal. Well, there's a lot of, I think, pride and a lot of real admiration for your honesty through this process. And the transparency you've given your healing, I think, is key. Because when we talk about things like mental health and things like, you know, seeking help and getting treatment, you know, sometimes that journey is quite heavy and can be quite ugly. And I'm really, really appreciative of your honesty. From your time through that challenging September, what else was your biggest teaching from that experience? There was definitely a few things that came up. Um, a big one was it's okay to ask for help, to really come away from that shame and that stigma, especially when it comes to mental health. So where I ended up actually seeking help was at the hospital that I worked at. And that was a really scary thing for me because I was like, you know, everybody knows me here. I know everybody here. It was actually quite humbling when I came away and came out of that experience. And I was like, you know what? Why was I putting so much pressure on what other people would think when I just needed that help in that moment. And so it really helped me kind of recognize that it really truly does not matter. It's what's going on within and how you are able to grow from it and you know seek that help or whatever that looks like for you. So that was a huge realization for me because I internalized so much over the course of, well, my entire life, right? Like in childhood, we were raised to, you don't speak about it, like emotions are no, no. You don't seek help, like just deal with it, you move on and that's it. Having the freedom to ask for help was huge for me, absolutely. And in terms of relationships, I recognize another pattern there. I get very much lost in relationships and I push myself to the side and I do recognize a correlation. Of course, there was a lot more to my mental health than just being in a relationship, but I had lost sight of who I was and that was a really big part of it. So now I'm just so much more aware of that. Like it's okay to date yourself. I'm having a blast right now doing things for me. You know, I'm getting up at five in the morning, which I was like, what? <laughs> I would have never gotten up at five. I'm journaling, I'm meditating, I'm listening to morning affirmations and really enjoying getting to know myself, which is huge because I'd run for myself for, oh my gosh, for at least like the last 12 years, I've been running for myself and just getting lost in these relationships and becoming the girlfriend. You know, I always have been like that girlfriend persona. Like I'm very good at that. But in the process, I had been 
just kind of losing pieces of myself. And so a huge turning point right now is I have the freedom and the opportunity to find who I am. And it is so exciting. Like it is so liberating to sit and be like, okay, who's Steph, you know? And what's really cool is I'm recognizing there's so many different layers. And that's a big thing with healing too, right? <laughs> I started my healing journey. And I was like, okay, that's it. We're good. I did the work. La la la. It's like, no, 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 no. You did this. Now let's work on this. And a lot of the time in the past, it was like, nope, this is way too hard. I don't want to deal with this. But now it's like, I'm excited. That brings up some yucky feelings inside, but why? And so really giving yourself the grace and the compassion that's my biggest thing right now is showing compassion to myself and to those around me and realizing that we all truly are just on our own journeys. We're really just wounded children walking around in adult bodies. And like having mm. the opportunity to really be able to nurture that child and go back there and give that child what they weren't necessarily given has been incredible. Somebody told me once, you need to show others compassion to truly be able to let things go. And I was like, there is no way in hell that I am showing so-and-so coming. Like, they wronged me so hard. Like, it's just no. But then when I actually did have an opportunity to show someone compassion, it really did set me free. Being able to show someone that compassion and then just move on from there and be indifferent. You don't have to feel sorry for this person or go back and, you know, have a relationship with them. But being able to just no longer be angry has been incredible. And that applies to ourselves as well. I had been so angry with myself and you truly, you can't love yourself with anger. You can't love yourself with guilt. So it's just been, yeah, like that's been a huge teaching right now that I'm really just holding on to and having just profound gratitude for because I had been so angry for so many years. I had been sitting in shame and guilt and I'd never really allowed myself the freedom or the grace to be kind to myself and be compassionate. And I see a huge difference you know in myself the way I'm interacting with others the way I'm moving through the world my parenting with my child the other day she came out and she goes I have to tell you a secret I said what's that baby and she goes mommy I am so beautiful and I am so grateful and I am so kind and I was like yes baby like yes and you know I think to my childhood I'm like I don't ever remember saying those things to myself. The fact that I'm able to help my daughter realize these things, to help her continue to say these things about herself, is just, I mean, it's been healing for me, to be honest, to be able to pass it along because my parents, they did the best that they could on their journey. You know, they were both quite absent. And as a parent myself now, I recognize it had nothing to do with me. It was just kind of the cards we were dealt. And I think having my mental health crisis in September really put things into perspective we are all just trying to heal while we're parenting as well. And it's hard, right, to take care of our children while we are also trying to figure out how to take care of us. Compassion has been massive for me. I'd say the past couple of months, I had someone the other day, they said something to me. They were speaking about a relationship that they just had gotten out of and they shared their perspective on things and their relationship. And it was actually incredibly healing for me. What they had shared is something I needed to hear from a past partner. Although that message didn't come directly from this past partner, I felt like this message was for me 
to hear somebody else share their experience and their perspective as the outside person. Because I mean, we never truly know what's going on in another person's mm -hmm. mind. Only they truly do. And so to hear that person say how they were feeling, it really shifted my perspective. And I thought to myself, why am I so angry at this past partner? Like, thank you for this message. I was able to move on. So yeah, compassion, compassion, compassion. I'm, I'm here for it, Jordan. And I love that. And I think it's an important message. You know, there's many ways to define compassion and it looks different for everyone's unique perspective, as you mentioned. What it comes down to is the idea of allowing ourselves, you mentioned the word grace, which is one that I often use as well. It's the idea of giving yourself the grace to know that you are really truly at heart with intentions of being a good human and a good heart in this world and being a good light in this world. You know, we're here for that human experience and the human teachings and the idea of helping others ascend and by sharing like for example you know your beautiful message today in your podcast is it's significant it's significant to talk about the fact that you you feel quote-unquote proud at your growth at mm -hmm. caring for your daughter at improving your life at changing your conditions and I truly I felt like I was really called to do this podcast and especially touch on mental health and substance abuse because often unfortunately we look at these things and we paint this picture the people out on the streets or whatnot who are struggling but a lot of people that are struggling are just day to day like not that well look at myself for instance anyone on the outside looking in they were like oh she has it together she has a great job she takes care of her child she's happy nobody had any idea like they were like oh you don't have a problem like anytime i was like oh yeah like i'm thinking of quitting drinking they're like why like you're not an addict but it's like actually yes i am i was and I feel like a lot of us were scared to really bring up the fact that like we are struggling because we don't look the part. I had mm -hmm. thought about seeking help so many times in the past and I was like, well, do I really need it? Because I mean, when you look at me, I have a stable home. I'm a good mom. I'm, you know, I'm holding down my job. So like, I don't know if I qualify. And I was kind of like selling myself short in a sense because of course we all qualify for help and why wouldn't we reach out? And so I think there's a lot of people out there right now who are struggling internally because they're in my position. They're like, well, people don't see me as needing the help because I mean, I'm doing all the right things. I'm ticking off all the boxes. I'm cruising <laughs> through life. But it's actually, I think there's a lot more people out there who struggle with addiction that and mental health stuff that like we don't even realize. And so I'm hoping that today by sharing that, even if I just touch one person, and get them to look at themselves and seek that help and recognize that they are worthy and that there's no level of, well, I need to be this low before I get the help. It's why would you let yourself go that low if you're already recognizing the signs and the symptoms, right? If you're feeling inside that you could benefit from bettering your life. It took me getting to my breaking point and being hospitalized. And I was like, you know, I saw the signs months ago, but of course I was scared. Well, what are people around me going to think? And why? Why do we do that to ourselves, Jordan? It's true. But again, it goes back to the idea of judgment. Mm -hmm. And that's a common thread that comes up in many of our podcasts. And I'm sure many of our listeners have gone, oh, yes, the judgment piece. Because really, it's fear of judgment, which really, I feel, slows or dams or negates people's choices. It slows them down. It's the idea, if, if there was no judgment, I feel people would do so much more. Absolutely. They'd be so much more creative. They'd be so much more inspired. They would take, quote unquote, risks. They would share more of themselves. They would be more authentic. When we are truly being open and authentic and being love, as our friend Venice mentioned in our last podcast, you just shine so much brighter Absolutely. for yourself 
and for others. It's so beautiful that, again, you're really resonating with so many about the idea of it doesn't matter what demographic you are. It doesn't matter what history you have. It doesn't matter if you have a house and a family and a partner and a nice vehicle and you go on vacations and you have the best friends and all the things. It, it really, truly, if there is an addiction in any part of this storyline, it's being inauthentic. It's so easy to stay stuck and save comfort because, you know, you don't know what's out there. And it, but honestly, once I pushed past that comfort, I was like, life is amazing. Like, why in the hell was I staying in the comfort of you know, <laughs> drinking my sorrows away? Like, that is not comfort at all. So it's funny we use the word comfort because our human's like, yeah, this is great. These are our habits and we're good with it. It's, once I let go of that and like stepped into the unknown, I was like, whoa. The unknown is beautiful. Why are we selling ourselves short and staying behind, staying in, in action because we're scared to leave that comfort zone? Let me tell you, once you push past that comfort zone, life really begins. You have to open up the energy, my friends, for something different. Open up the energy for something to shift. You know, I've had so many people come to me recently, especially during this last Scorpio season, really feeling restless in their careers, restless in their lives. And there is the idea of, well, it's not that bad. It pays the bills. I do mm -hmm. like most of it. It is good overall. And I'm like, mm -hmm. want everything for you. Highest and greatest good, baby. We are here to be in alignment with our highest and greatest good. That's really what we're truly here for. I never expected to be taking two months off of work and it's working out. I'm doing okay and I'm happy. You know, and yeah. it's given me the time and the freedom to explore a new career. Yeah, I'm super excited for, for that. You're now going to be jumping into this sort of new role as a practitioner and you're jumping into this new energy of really helping and supporting others on their path. And I'm very proud and very excited and very honored to witness this journey with you. And I cannot wait for our next podcast, our part two of this, because there's so much more I think to share. And I think you've got so many beautiful insights for others. I think that many would be inspired to hear more about your journey. Thank you, my friend, for sitting with us. Much love. <laughs>